Yowie wowie! My name's Eric Goldstein. Welcome to Respect to Combat. We got a hell of a show for you today. Stay tuned. Woohoo! And what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of that Respect to Combat, episode 134. For the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be me and Trico on as Donaze has a couple of, once again, personal issues going on in life that he is going to be handling over the next couple of weeks. He's good, just for everyone's attention. He is okay. He's doing completely fine. Just he didn't want to to mesh. Just yeah. But lo and behold, me and Trico are here to save the day and we are here to give you all, all of your important news outlets as far as combat sports regular sports we got a lot to cover today and with that being said hey trico how's it going buddy what's going on man not a whole lot not a whole lot been a bit a pretty crazy week um we got a bit to talk about here you ready to hop into these mainstreams oh yeah i'm definitely recovering from last week this should be a, a, a pretty good week so uh let's get into today's episode actually i was gonna say sorry not to backtrack i was gonna say how was last week because i know you had quite a lot going on i mean over the last couple of weeks honestly like i know you've had a lot going on Last August uh, was uh, was pretty hectic, but at the same time, that uh, very awesome. And then also last week with payback and freaking uh, all out, man, it was crazy. And so hopefully this gonna be a slow week, but um, we can't guarantee it. Just based on what's coming soon for the last four months of this year. So um, I'm excited. Oh yeah, no, same here. And with that being said, let's hop into these mainstream highlights, shall we? And to start off our mainstream highlights, football season is back and you know what that means it means crack open them cold beers it means beat your what wait no we can't say that on, on air we can't we can't we can't promote domestic violence on air shit oopsies five minutes later well, crack your beer and beat your wife. I mean, shit, all you rednecks are probably going to do it anyway. But football season is back. Let's go Canes and let's go Dolphins. That's if they do right this season, but we'll see. I mean, Tua is starting again this year, right? For the Dolphins, I'm assuming, for uh, starting quarterback? Yes. Okay, so I'm hoping they put that extra padding in his helmet like they were saying they were going to because we don't need another concussion please. And NFL season actually kicked off last night. The Lions versus the Chiefs were surprisingly, the Lions actually went over. They beat the Chiefs 21 to 20. So yeah, I was yeah. I was quite shocked by that. Maybe the Lions might actually have a good season this year. We'll see. I mean, it's, uh, it's just starting. Like, I would say at the end of the first half is like in December. I think that's the end of the first half of the season. And then we get started like doing our predictions uh, when the second half begins in January because uh, yeah. so the Super Bowl is around around February time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say second half, I'm I'm assuming you mean playoff season. Yes. Okay. No, that's what I figured you meant. Um, but yeah, no, it'll definitely be an interesting season this year. I'm looking forward to the Dolphins Chargers game on Sunday. And then honestly, even though I'm not a Jets fan, I am intrigued to watch the Monday night game between the Jets and the Bills, mainly because I know this will be Aaron Rodgers' first game with the Jets. So I want to see if, you know, he's meshed well with the offensive line, if he seems to be doing well with the receivers, if he's communicating well with them. I want to see how that goes. Well, speaking of uh, Monday nights, uh, WWE, they better do something to, to produce something on their television because um, since uh, Monday Night Football is back, they better do something to, to keep up with the television ratings. Well, maybe that might be why Judgment Day has all the gold currently after WWE payback. And my question to you is, what do you think this is uh, going to lead to? 
That's actually a very good question, honestly. I think they're trying to push them similarly to how they push the bloodline. Mainly because, I mean, right now, they're the strongest faction in the WWE, hands down. They're, they're probably the most over. They're probably selling the most merch. And, I mean, the way I see this going down is that I think they're going to hold on to the tag tiles for quite some time. And I think who would be the best team to take it off of them? My opinion, Street Profits. Hmm. That's an interesting choice. But for me, I think a lot of people are saying that, oh, like, the breakup is going to happen and payback. I was like, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys think got to think of long-term story. Because um, remember, Damian Priest, he still has the money in the bank. And also, we got J.D. Madonna that's inserted into this um, into this story. So it's a matter of long-term storytelling. So like you, like like we like we said, we have to see how long they're going to hold on to those tag titles and when Damian Priest is going to cash in that money in a brave briefcase and it, is it going to affect the entire judgment day? Speaking of his money in the brief brief, speaking of his money in the bank briefcase, what do you think of that new design? I actually kind of like the fact that they personalized it. Who do you think has a better uh, custom briefcase? Rob Van Dam, Edge, Damian Sandow, CM Punk. Who else had a um, custom made? Oh yeah, Damian Sandow had that custom leather one. Yeah, that like was it was cool. all brown and stuff, like a chocolate bar. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That one was pretty sleek, though. You it think? was. I think it was pretty sleek, but I mean, that's just me. Overall, I mean, I ain't gonna. Lie. I I think send your money in the bank is the best one. That's just me. Okay. Moving on to probably a bit of uh, bigger news that'll probably lead to a certain catchphrase being said. Jay Uso is officially back in the WWE and a part of the Raw roster. And you know what that means, right? What? Speaking of Jay Uso being on Monday Night Raw, now they're saying that someone for Raw has to go to SmackDown in a trade. Yes, yes, yes. I did see that backstage on Monday Night. Now, who do you think is going to be going to SmackDown? I'll give you a guess. Wow! You think Becky's going to SmackDown? Nope. Listen to the words again. Wow! Sorry, say that again? I, I'll just give you a hit. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, Cody going to SmackDown does make sense just because, I mean, he's he's openly even said in interviews like, yes, I have eyes on the World Heavyweight title, but that doesn't complete the story. That's not what I came here for. I came here for what Roman has because that's the title my dad never held. So I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him to SmackDown to then, you know, continue that storyline. Yeah, and that's part of the two reasons I just said uh, uh, that that's why I may say Cody Rhodes is moving to SmackDown. And you just said my number one reason. So my number two reason is that um you already know between tv deals with uh raw being usa and smackdown being on fox so they need another star to be able to uh, to keep the the tv rights deal with fox about uh, with smackdown right no i completely agree and then hopping over to the other side of the pond uh john moxley ended orange cassidy's aew international title reign this past weekend at all out and is now your new international champion um just to go into a little bit more context orange cassidy held on to the aew international title for 326 days with 32 defenses i'm pretty sure that's more defenses than roman reigns has had in the thousand day reign he's held and no i'm not counting house shows you marks house shows don't count because we already know who's going to win at the house show i mean there there has been in the past where um the, there has been title changes in house shows but we did never know about, like we're talking about like a 0.5 percent chance of it happening yeah <laughs> like i mean that, that was in back in the day but but oh, uh but, 
yeah i know i know complete i know completely what you're talking about i think the last time there was like i think the last time there was a title change at a house show when was it i think it was when samoa or not samoa joe i think it's when finn balor beat samoa joe at that nxt house show in japan yes i think that's the last time they they did a title change on a house show but lo and behold they both did help elevate that title quite well i know john moxley's going to help elevate that title really well as well i just hope it doesn't get hot potato like the tnt title has been no i don't think so i think john moxley is going to have a um a good reign it's just a matter of who will be a good but good fit to take the title uh off of him and the the one thing i would say about john moxley he is definitely the um the heart and soul of AEW. so anything just like we mentioned about the cm punk situation anytime there's like a situation within the company so john moxley is always there to pick up the pieces and that's why uh him and orange cassidy had main evented the um all-out pay-per-view which was really good and this was orange cassidy's first time main eventing a pay-per-view which was uh really good and be able to showcase the um the AEW international title which i think right now is the um AEW's version of the intercontinental title i know we said in the past like oh isn't it the TNT title of mid card? No, nope, no, that title is dead. Well, that's it. Uh, I can't say dead no more. I was about to say, do you want to die? No, uh, uh, that, that's a story for another time. I was gonna say, I feel like the TNT title is more so turned into like a TV title, like a television championship. Whereas, like you said, I feel like the international title is more so like AEW's version of an Intercontinental Championship. But speaking of speaking of the right person to take a title off of someone. Yeah, yeah. Becky Lynch is heading on over to NXT to challenge Tiffany Stratton, aka Bimbo Barbie, for the NXT champion for the NXT Women's Championship. I would one hundred percent actually scratch that. I would one hundred and fifty percent be okay if Becky Lynch was to randomly come into NXT on Tuesday and take that strap off of Tiffany. Because God damn it, I hate that woman. I won't be surprised if there's some shenanigans uh, this coming Tuesday, and somehow they do a rematch at um at NSC No Mercy. They probably would, just because I know that their uh like their paper. I know that their pre- that the NXT Premium Live Event ticket sales have been quite low, so they're probably trying to bring main roster talent back into the Premium Live Events to try to you know bring people to the shows again, like how they used to back in the day. But at the same time, I mean, is the roster even like how it was back in? The- day because in my opinion it's nowhere near like it was back in the day no it's not and speaking of that i'm glad you mentioned it um most of you wondering why becky lynch is on nst now because uh think about it after she finished her rivalry trish stratus like you're not gonna put her in a rivalry with uh rhea ripley right now because i think they're saving it for uh for wrestlemania so what do you do in this situation right now you're not gonna put becky lynch in a nothing uh like a nothing rivalry so why not put her back our NST because the the NST women's title is the only title that Becky Lynch has never won. So if she wins that, then she will be a grand slam. Exactly. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And speaking of title reigns, Gunther as of today has officially become the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. All I can say is congratulations to Big Daddy Gunther and I hope I have never said anything that makes you want to chop me when if I ever am to meet you in person cuz please lord, I don't want to die. I don't want my heart to stop 
from a chop. Yeah, for the first time in uh they say what did they, they say 35 years? Yeah, because the last because the person who had the longest reign of all time was Honky Tonk Man, and that was from back in the 80s. Yep, man, absolutely. And man, uh, so with that in mind, do you think we'll see another match between Gunther and Chad Chad Gable at uh at Fast Lane? Or do you think that that's it? Or you think Gunther should move on to another group um, club? I can see them running it back again just because Gunther made it a bit personal, like, you know, because he did the whole, like, approaching his family thing and whatnot. And you already know how that usually plays out. So I do think they're going to end up running it back. Do I think Chad Gable will be the one to take it off of him? That I'm not sure about. That we'll have to wait and see. Or do you think Gunther will hold on to the Intercontinental title to all the way till next year? I don't think they're going to have him hold on to it for that long because me personally i think right now they're trying to get a world title they're trying to get him they're trying to get him a world title to give him a reign with that whether it's that he dethrones seth or if he dethrones um roman i think that's their main plan with him right now is that by next summer they want him to have a world title oh yeah the guter is definitely my number one pick to win next uh, this coming year's royal rumble agreed i definitely i can't really see anyone else winning the royal rumble this coming year and then moving on from that subject, AEW announced this past week, one being at All Out and then the other being a Dynamite, they announced two pay-per-view events occurring over the next two months with Wrestle Dream, a new pay-per-view event coming up on October 1st in Seattle, Washington, and then Full Gear coming up on November 18th in Los Angeles, California. I'm just going to say this before we get into more talks about these two events. I hate the fu- I hate the fucking poster for Full Gear. I fucking hate it. Like I, I- I completely understand, like, you know, that they were trying to do the color scheme to the Los Angeles Lakers, and, you know, they were trying to go, like, the whole retro 70s look, but I'm sorry, I fucking hate it. I absolutely despise it. I wish that they would have stayed with the original branding, and whoever made that should be fired. Anywho, now now moving on to about the other two events, Trico, do you think AEW is starting to oversaturate with pay-per-view events? Like, if this gonna be a, uh, if this gonna be an annual thing, like, they need to spread out some things because I think I remember saying this. Um, if they want to keep all out, I, I mean all in, which is good. Keep it in August and then have all out be in September because all out doesn't need to be in Labor Day weekend no more. If you're gonna keep all in in the last week of uh, um in August, you know, exactly. spread out your your pay per views. No, and I completely agree. Just because I feel like if you're doing all these events one right after the other, it gives you no time to build up stories. It gives you no time to have any genuine in connection with the crowd and then you know then you just end up with shitty ticket sales they did pretty good with their ticket sales and uh, i don't and um I was a, I'm not going to lie. All Out was a lot busier than i was expecting it to be i was expecting that place to be dead you know uh some one person how do i say this can we see um uh, certain new people come around whether whether it be in wrestle dream or at full gear could we see some new people coming around now that the the cm punk headache is gone yeah yeah no that that definitely was uh something good to find out just uh, as an off as an off subject because i'm sure everyone already knows but just in case you haven't found out already cm punk's been fired from AEW. that's the reason why we're saying that there was quite a bit of positive praise backstage actually once he was i'm not sure if you saw this or not did you watch impact last night or no not yet. What happened? I believe Eddie Edwards might have a death wish. And why is that? Because last night during Alicia Edwards and Trinity's contract signing, he blew Thunderbomb Trinity through a table. Uh-oh. 
Jimmy Uso to Impact Wrestling confirmed? <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on. Uh, just because uh, uh, Jimmy Uso is in WWE, that doesn't mean uh, he's coming to Impact. But I do believe they might get somebody from the uh, Samoa family, the uh, NYA family, to, to come through. In impact. Jacob Fatu to impact confirmed. <laughs> imagine if Jacob imagine if imagine if in the middle of their knockouts world championship match, Eddie Edwards is about to just all of a, is just trying to do something, and then all of a sudden F- Jacob Fatu's music just hits and he's just walking down the aisle, just going straight for Eddie. I don't know. But uh I know for sure uh, uh Trinity will have some backup. What if oh, it's yeah. with a family member or somebody she used to roll with? So well, we'll see. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. And moving out from our mainstream highlights, we will now be moving into our next main topic for today. And if you like everything you're hearing, make sure that you're following us on all socials. If you're on Instagram, Threads, or TikTok, at Respect the Combat. If you're on... I can't I can't say X. It sounds dirty. I'm sorry. It sounds like I'm talking about a porn site. Ugh. If you want to find us on Twitter at RTC Podcast One, I swear to God, I'll get past that one day. Topic two. <laughs> We're going to recap WWE Payback, which actually was a, was quite a fun pay-per-view for us. We honestly were kind of feeling like at last week that it was just more so of like a secondary pay-per-view, if I recall. But it ended up actually being quite fun to watch. I think it kind of died down after the, the street fight. Yeah. No, it did calm down a bit after the street fight, but I love that main event between Seth and uh, Shinsuke. That main event between the two of them, that was that was some good... Uh, Tr- Trico, you say it. You say it better. That's good shit, pal. <laughs> I mean, it is. That match between Shinsuke and Seth really was a very, very entertaining match. And I mean, if they're going to run it back at Fastlane, by all means, I'm okay with it. Just because, I mean, I don't know if it's just that Seth is just that good. Or if it's just that they're finally allowing, they're finally pulling the chains off of Shinsuke a bit, and they're allowing his full blown heel character to come out. But I mean, do you see you see what I mean? Because I know you probably have. I don't know if you have or not. Have you ever watched Shinsuke's like heel work from New Japan? Yes, and I think that was uh way better from what he did in the first first heel run when he was like uh, hitting AJ between his kids. Yeah, and being all like, "Sorry, me no speak the English." Like I actually like this whole thing where you know he's actually like going off on Seth in Japanese because the thing is, what most people don't understand, Seth understands every last word that man is saying to him he speaks japanese i believe yeah he'd be be doing really good like with his promos because uh it kind of feels like nst ish from from the truth from the from the go black and go days exactly and so like the thing is is that you know with the fact with with that little innuendo right there that just makes it so much more personal and see that's that that's that good shit so and then honestly, I already kind of, I already kind of figured that. Um, I kind of already figured Finn and Damian were gonna go over and win the tag team titles because I know Sammy and Kevin are kind of dealing with their own injuries currently. And then plus also, I mean, they were on the freaking pay per view. They were on the freaking pay per view poster. So obviously, if they were featured in a match, let alone a title match, and the champions weren't featured on the poster, obviously they were going over. Yeah, 
Like we mentioned before, like, where does this lead to? Are we going to get a War Games match or some kind of traditional Survivor Series uh, match at Survivor Series? Because, you know, this is going to continue on uh, the, oh, until yeah. Survivor Series. I think, and this is just me thinking out loud, I can see, I can see the first, I can see the first intergender War Games match happening. That's just um, me. I wouldn't say that. I think Rhea Ruby might be involved in a, in a women's uh, War Games match, and I think she might go against I saw someone else. I I don't know who those teams could be but um but but i don't we don't want to jump out here of ourselves because war game hasn't been announced yet so we don't know right. what's gonna happen right no i get what you're saying and then honestly the entire night was also very entertaining with john cena as a host it, oh, felt, yeah. a bit it felt a bit nostalgic especially when he was backstage and he's like hi i'm 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 i'm, I'm inserting my inner kathy kelly <laughs> well he had three jobs that night backstage host regular host and special guest referee which then he interfered slightly in the match but whatever but hey you poke fun at the ref and uh you know what you're gonna get no nah, i know and then i mean payback wasn't the only event that went down last week last weekend as we also had all out last sunday which i mean honestly me personally i thought the pay-per-view was gonna suck it was actually quite entertaining I overall mean, it, i mean that kind of showed you that um aw they don't really need cm punk to put on no. a good show no they don't need cm punk to put on a good show i've said it multiple times that they don't need cm punk would it benefit them possibly yes maybe but he also causes way too much drama backstage like it, it's not the drama is not needed speaking of drama mjf mjf and samoa joe got to blows um after the opening match being as samoa joe decided to shove mjf as he was walking down the aisle i'm completely okay with them running this um i definitely think this would be an interesting pro Program. What do you think about that? I think that's going to be the main event of uh, Grand Slam. <clears throat> I think so, too. Yeah, no, I think Joe's going to end up winning the tournament, and I think that's going to be the uh, Grand Slam main event. And then I think it's going to carry on into Wrestle Dream. Like, I think some shenanigans are going to happen at Grand Slam, and then it's going to lead to another match at Wrestle Dream between the two of them. Yeah. And then, um, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was saying, because I was thinking of, hmm. I don't know, man. We'll see how long-term storybook booking is going to be because they're really building up uh, MJF as his, um as a really good babyface uh, right now lately. Because uh, when you think of Stone Cold, when you think of Rock, like uh, they weren't your regular type of babyfaces because like they were like anti-heroes at the time. Every time when they speak on the mic, anytime they wrestle on there. So I think MJF is in that same category. I agree. Yeah, no. He's there. He's definitely going into this babyface role very well, and I'm not gonna lie. Like it actually is getting over quite well. And I mean, the funny thing is, is that Jericho actually mentioned this mentioned this to him like a year ago, telling him that he thought that he would get over three times as much if he was a babyface. And he was always like, "No, my character's only a heel. I can't get over as a babyface." Blah 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 blah. And now look, yeah, like, it's all about like trying to get the crowd behind you and actually believing in your babyface role because if, if they don't. Believe it, then don't go for it. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of roles, um, is Tony Storm losing her mind? I don't know. Do you think so? I'm starting I mean, to think. You know, don't, don't, say, don't say anything to get in trouble now. No, I think she's say. losing her mind. She's not my wife. I don't have to worry about it. Or else you want to get a shoe throw at you like she always be doing to Renee, or steal or steal my can of spray paint and start sniffing it. Yeah, you kind of get the drip. Just remember, chin up, kits out. 
and be yourself. But yeah, other than that, I think uh, she's kind of like just slowly dissolving herself from Soraya and uh, Ruby Soul of the Outcasts. So, um, and speaking of that, I don't know if they're going to do Soraya versus Tony Storm at Grand Slam because there, there is a fatal four way coming up. And um, I don't know why Ny- Nyla Rose is in this match, but but that's another story for another time. But um, yeah, there's a fatal four way coming up the, on this dynamite to see who's going to face Soraya at Grand Slam. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up making it a singles match between Soraya and Tony Storm. And then they like want Tony Storm just to lay down and take the loss. And that's how Tony Storm and her end up, or that's how Tony Storm ends up uh, moving away from the outcast. And then, as mentioned earlier in the mainstream highlights, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley helped elevate the AEW or International Championship even more as their title bout was the main event of All Out. And it was a very good match. I mean, Orange Cassidy, that was, as Trico said earlier, that was his first main event for a pay-per-view in AEW. And I say he really showed out. He showed that he is very much over in the company. And, you know, I think it might be time for him to get to get get the rub. What do you think, Trico? Even though I already know Don Ace is going to be cursing me for putting Orange Cassidy over because I know he hates him. Oh, wait, you hate him too. Yeah. And uh, like I mentioned before, this is like the with everything he has done like um we can all say that um mjf might be voted in as the best wrestler of 2023 but if you ask me orange cast orange cassidy is the mvp i'm wait a minute hold on a second are you saying something positive about orange cassidy i know negative about orange cassidy never oh yeah no that was don a's don a's was always the one that said that his character is stupid sorry don a's and now moving away from AEW, and now moving into impact wrestling this weekend they actually have their they actually have another premium event um popping up on impact plus actually today um starting at 8 p.m eastern um as you guys probably don't know we typically usually record on fridays with our podcast so this will probably already be live this will probably already be live before our podcast is even up but tonight um we do have impact wrestling's victory road happening which i mean i'm not even gonna lie trico you probably i'm not sure if you know about this they literally built this pay-per-view in one episode of impact i mean it was very interesting for what they did oh yeah no they literally built all this out in a two-hour episode of impact tell me how they have better pay-per-view booking than i mean think think about it they got a better roster and um and a better storytelling for what they do because like any people be um be uh be shitty on on impact lately but they don't realize that they got a better women's roster they got a whole better roster um entirely and they be having good storytelling over there oh yeah completely 100% agree unlike all in London that only had one women's match this this card has three women's matches where two of them are title matches and the other one is a impact return so they all have big meaning to them so that's the other thing is that like every last one of these matches they don't just feel like they're randomly thrown together every last one of them has a story so like that's the other thing with how quickly they put together this entire pay-per-view and the fact that all of it has story is amazing like kudos to scott demore i love i love giving kudos to this man he's been doing amazing work with impact wrestling lately like honestly my personal opinion promoter of the year scott demore yes absolutely me personally he has been doing the best booking he's been having the best he's been having the best matchups overall like i don't care what dave Meltzer has to say me personally Booker of the Year, Promoter of the Year, Scott Demore. Now, one of the matches that definitely has people's eyes on the pay-per-view 
is Tommy Dreamer versus Kenny King for the Digital Media Championship. Title versus career. So if Tommy Dreamer is to lose this match, he's done. He is no longer a part of Impact Wrestling. Which um, I don't mind because uh, Tommy, D Tommy Dreamer will be good as um, as a backstage Burrell because uh, he knows how to um, uh, handle the roster backstage. And uh, yeah, and as you know, Scott DeMora will definitely need like... Uh, like all the legends uh, to help book like um, like matches uh, for all the the future stars, right? No, and I get no. That definitely would be helpful. I mean, definitely with everything he's gone through in twenty twenty three, as is, probably would be best for him to take more so of a backseat back backstage role. And moving on from that, then this weekend as well, we do have UFC two ninety three happening, and that would be going down on Sunday. Starting at 10 p.m. Pacific, we're not going to go down the entire card because we have an early preliminary card, then a preliminary card, then the main card. We're not going to go down two preliminary cards. Just it, it's too much. So, all I know is the um, uh, the style bender, and uh, if he retains, I'll be happy. I'm pretty sure he's going to. Um, I have a good feeling he's going to. I mean, that's really the main the main match that's got everyone's attention is Israel Adesanya versus Son Strickland. Um, I personally think he's going to retain. Um, he just got the belt. So, I mean, I mean, well, then again, fucking UFC isn't planned out like WWE is, supposedly. So, I don't think, I don't think he's going to drop the belt just yet. But, anywho, with that being said, we will be right back, folks. Take a listen to our sponsors. Yeah! Hey, everyone. Are you looking for the best streaming service to put in your library? Well, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus are putting together the ultimate streaming team. Get the best stories from Disney Plus, get the largest streaming TV library from Hulu, and can't miss sports from ESPN Plus. They are better together in all three. So get all three today for $12.99 a month. For more information about the Disney Bundle, go to DisneyPlus.com slash Disney Bundle and sign up now. And just like that, we are back and if again if you like what you're hearing make sure that you're following us on all social platforms if you're on instagram tiktok or threads at respect the combat if you're on twitter at rtc podcast one uh trico how are you feeling i'm feeling good man good good yeah no i'm almost through it but now we're taking a little bit of a hop back into time Going back to WCW days, as we'll be discussing about the debut of the NWO. Probably one of the biggest landscape shifts to happen in professional wrestling ever, if yeah, I do say so. That was the uh, one of the beginning points of the Monday Night Wars. Yes. Yes, no, that was kind of, that was actually one of the main selling points of it. Mainly because of the fact that, like, so... It, case people don't remember so pretty much what happened was is that hall and nash came in um came into wcw mind you they were fully contracted by wcw the whole nine but the angle that they were going with was that they were wwf contracted wrestlers invading wcw so once that angle started up then that's where um that's where then they ended up creating the new world order which then at first consisted of himself, Nash, and Hogan. When I say himself, I mean Scott Hall. Um, 
And honestly, they ran they ran rough shot around WCW. I mean, they literally did whatever the hell they wanted for a very long time. Like legitimately, like that whatever storylines they wanted to do, they did it. If they didn't like something backstage wrote, they changed it up themselves. Like they they were literally outlaws of the wrestling business. And then after a couple years uh, on top, then they will be split into rivalry fractions with uh, NWO Hollywood, which be the, the heel side. And then you had the NWO Wolfpack, which was the, the babyface side. Yep. And I ain't going to lie. I always personally was a Wolfpack fan myself. I always preferred the Wolfpack more so than the Hollywood, than the Hollywood uh, NWO. Just me personally, it wasn't even like from a babyface perspective. It was just, I mean, I, I was a big Kevin Nash fan when I was a kid. I loved Kevin Nash. And uh, let me let me just say this. The N.W. Woolpack theme song is one of the best uh, theme songs that you can ever replay and listen to. Oh, yeah. 100%. Don't turn your back on the Woolpack. You might wind up in the body bag. Oh, yeah. No, it was... Um... It was definitely one of those things that was it's definitely one of those things you can crank out whenever. And with that with that said, we will now be moving into our final topic for today, which is our gaming topics, which Trico, did you get a chance to watch the UFC 5 trailer? Absolutely. And uh let me uh, dive in, uh, into that and um we will be getting uh, a gameplay soon. Um, they, they just revealed the, the reveal trailer. We ain't got uh, much yet, but, um, if you get the, uh, the deluxe ed- edition, not only you get, um, the base game, but you'll get it three days early and you get the Bruce Lee bundle and, um, and you will also get, uh, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali and the, um, the last, uh, emperor as part of the of the of the deluxe edition and then also with that um they put out the release date and it will be coming out on october 27th oh sounds like sounds like sounds good i mean i was watching the trailer earlier the graphics on it look freaking amazing oh yeah and um in case y'all didn't know it's rated m so the the, uh, there will be a lot of blood on this oh buddy that's gonna be a fun game and also, uh, Epic Games has revealed a free game that they'll be that they have currently available um, until September fourteenth. The game is called Spell Drifter. Spell Drifter is a turn-based RPG with collectible card game mechanics. While nine one and the game that will be replaced by that after September fourteenth will be nine one one Operator. Nine one one Operator is a game where players act as emergency operators. Um, but the thing is, is that 911 operators receive negative reviews from critics, but users can still try it out for free and form their own opinion before it is replaced on September 21st. So basically, Epic Games is releasing one free game every week, I believe, from what I'm reading. And then, yeah. oh, sorry. And no, then, you can move on for that. And then, did you hear anything about Starfield developers talking about an Indiana Jones game possibility happening in 2024? Okay. This what this what I think. If you're gonna make an Indiana Jones uh, video game, like take notes from the um from the Tomb Raider um the 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 the, the recent like Tomb Raider games, make it look like an open world a game. Kind of uh, what else I could say? Oh, think of Uncharted, like kind of like that. Make it like an open world game, 
and then where you have to find treasures and uh, all, all the other stuff. If you want to make the Indiana Jones game like like really good, right? No, I I completely get it. You definitely want to take it. You definitely want to run it back to like you know classic style because the classic style of the game is you know the goat. So if you really want to have a possibility of creating another Indiana Jones game, you better you just make sure you do it right. And yeah, with that, but, sorry, but that's just, that's just it. yeah, but that's just my thoughts. Like if they're gonna make an Indiana Jones game, but don't don't make it just like really crappy and oh just just for the cash grab like that make it like an interesting like if the gamers want to go back and, uh, and play it again yeah no i definitely get what you're saying and with all that being said make sure you guys tune in next week as we will obviously be recapping victory road will tommy dreamer still have a career a wrestling career with impact wrestling will this match between steve macklin and josh alexander decide who is the next challenger for for Alex Shelley and his Impact World Wrestling title? Will Israel Adesanya still hold on to his middleweight title? Well, if you want to know all that and more, you're going to have to tune in next week. And once again, if you're not already following us, make sure you're following us on Instagram, threads, TikTok, at Respect the Combat, and on Twitter, at RTC Podcast One. Trico, anything you want to leave our lovely audience with? I would say uh, keep it tight. And... Um... Uh, we are in a, in a spooky season, y'all. So um, don't be surprised if we see something like very spooky and wicked come around uh, the, for, before the end of October. Yeah, no, definitely. And with that, I'm Eric. He's Trico. Thank you for watching episode 134 of Respect the Combat. We are out.